Podcasting live from better. This is the Playbook Podcast providing you with tips, hacks, and game plans to take your business further, faster. Hear from top leaders in our growing community and gain mind-blowing inspiration and tools to optimize your business, drive growth, and promote pursuing better. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Playbook Podcast. Keep proving it every single day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to um, another Playbook Podcast. I'm bringing to you uh, Mr. Michael Rutherford. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about his story. Um, you know, one of the things about uh, the Playbook Podcast uh, and a lot of these episodes, one of the things that I think is really important is for people just to match the hatch, right? And what that means is uh, matching someone that you can relate to, right? And in order to do that, I think it's important to create relatability. You kind of have to know where they started, what they went through, um, and kind of who they are. And so uh, part of the purpose of these podcasts is just to hear successful stories, hear their perspective, um, because every different person that we have on here has all had achievement. They've all had to overcome to become. And, um, you know, it's different temperaments, talents, uh, convictions, different personalities, different views of the world. Um, And by the way, that's what makes up uh, society. That's what makes up all of us. Um, and so with that being said, Michael's calling in from San Diego, California. Say hello, Michael, and kind of share with everyone uh, in just a few short minutes, a little bit about yourself, who you are, and and what drives you. Where did you start? Hey, guys, what's up? Happy afternoon. Uh, my name is Michael. I live in San Diego. Like Brian said, happy to be on. Oh, man, where do I start? I was born in Cincinnati, went to Ohio State, big Buckeye fan, moved to San Diego. I've been here almost 20 years. I found myself uh, about five or six years ago, about to have my very first baby. So if you have a, if you have any children, um, give yourself a pat on the back. I have four now, but I was getting ready to have my first baby, found myself super fat, super tired, lethargic, sluggish, and I felt like uh, doo-doo. So uh, I hadn't seen Brian in a little while, but we had known each other for, I guess, almost 10 years. Can you believe that, by the way? And uh, he, he popped me a text and said, yo, bro, what's happening? What do you know about ketones or ketosis? And I said, yo, bro, I don't know what ketosis is. I know what keystone beers are, but, <laughs> but I don't know what ketones are. He goes, well, learn about them. I might have my hands on something pretty cool. So this is before the product had ever been formulated, proved it existed. A website was built. Samples were made. But it was perfect timing for me. I had just, uh, like I said, we were just having my very first baby. I was living in the two-bedroom apartment. That was about the size of my office right now. So uh, I've always been a pretty excited guy. I've always been a, a pretty hungry and ambitious guy. But at the time, I was in the worst place I'd ever been. I was fatter than I'd ever been, was trying to figure out how to put my newborn daughter to sleep. And when you're fat, it's hard to you know bounce a baby and walk with the baby. And I just didn't feel very good. So. I started learning about <clears throat> keto, Googled it, YouTube that watched all these articles. And Brian sent me this TED talk talking about being able to drink ketones. So fast forward six months, I get a sample in the mail. I drink it. It changes my life. I get energy. I get focus. I get, I just felt awesome. It lit me up like a Christmas tree. So the interesting thing is I didn't know what it would do to me physically what it did. And I didn't know what it would do to me financially what it did. So I lost 50 pounds literally in two or three months. But one, one thing that was neat is, you know, Brian was like, I said, Brian, I'm so fat right now. I don't know if you remember this conversation. You're like, you always say that you have to like do something about it. I said, I know, I know I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And Brian, you're, uh, do you remember this conversation? You're like, well, quit no, talking about no. it. Be about it. You can't be a fat bastard. And no, I, mean, I think I said money. that if you want to make a million dollars, lose a hundred pounds. 
I'll tell you exactly what you said, dude. If you, I'm just telling you, if you lose 50 grand or if you lose 50 pounds, you make 50 grand a month. You can't make a million dollars being a fat bastard launching health and wellness business. And I go, okay. And I took it seriously. So, you know, the following three to six months, we just put our face down and took the product really seriously, took the diet and lifestyle really seriously, and then took sharing it really seriously. And things exploded. The, as fast as the product worked for me, the business grew for me because people were just interested in because I was living it and it worked. So five years later, things look very, very differently. I don't know what else you want me to cover, but that's a decent. No, story. I mean, I think that's important. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, but tell everyone your background. I mean, like, um, you know, were you a business guru? Did you have a lot of experience? I think it's important for people to know, uh, you know, kind of where you started and and um, what your experience was before Prove It. Cool. So restaurant background, busboy, bar back, valet, most of my career did insurance for five or six years, like life and health insurance, things like that. Uh, met Brian. We worked in a project that was a technology. So I had never done anything where you shipped anything. I had never done anything where you had a product where you drink it. Uh, I, I never actually physically sold anything in my life. I'd always just been in uh, service, if that makes any sense. So um, we had worked together for probably six, eight years up to the point when Prove It started. So when I got my first sample, like I said, I lived in a two-bedroom apartment, had, uh, had never made six figures in my life, had never had any money, didn't have a savings account. If you know what check systems is, check systems is what they put you on when the bank won't let you have a savings account because <laughs> you have an overdrafted bank account. So I was on check systems. My credit was about 450 and things financially sucked. So, you know, I, I, I would say I had a normal amount of Facebook friends. I had a normal amount of network and community. And when I started two up, like now, five years later, two of the three kind of biggest teams that we were able to create, I didn't even know them. I met one of them in a birth class and I met one of them on a Facebook post. Didn't even know who they were before this started. So you know, a lot of times people think, gosh, I got to know this person or I have to be a fitness background person or I got to be some wizard network marketer. The truth is you just don't. I think I have a regular amount of people, a regular amount of friends, and most of them were just normal dudes. So that was how I got started. Awesome. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, for a lot of people listening in, I, one of the things that I think is so important um, is, you know, is how you get started, right? So, when people get started, I've been doing this a lot lately because we're kind of in this time right now, uh, you know, recording this during the uh, coronavirus uh, quarantine. And I think this is a great time to kind of reassess your life, reassess your business, uh, an opportunity to relaunch yourself, relaunch your business, uh, do some of those things that you know, you've always wanted to do, but you might not have taken action to do them. Um, and one of the things I've been talking about is, is, you know, as I've been communicating with a lot of people, it's like, uh, the number one step is, well, what do you want out of your business? Right. And I think so many people, when they get started, they, they don't ever identify the first step to having success with anything. And that is, you know, do you have a vision for where you want to be in six months, 12 months, 18 months, a thousand days, five years, uh, most of the time it's no, even like from a physical fitness perspective, you know, begin with the end in mind. And so one of the things that I'm, I'm passionate about is number one, 
what are your goals, financial goals, if you're going to pursue this as a business? Number two, why do you want that? Like your why has to be congruent to what you want because your why will keep you going because it's not going to be easy. Um, and then number two, I always say, tell somebody because if you tell somebody, they'll help you get there. And so, you know, Michael, one of the things that we were talking about before we got on here is some plays that you think are super important. And we have so many new people that are getting started, um, you know, each and every month. What is it right now that you would say is, a, is an incredible play? If someone came and told you, hey, I want to make $500 a month. I want to make 1000 a month. I want to make $1,000 a day. I want to make 50000 whatever it is. Um, and here's why, um, you know, what's the first thing you would do with them? Because I know that earlier you were saying you would make sure that people understood that you have to launch people into that. So explain to me, like, how do you launch someone's business? What it, does that play look like? For sure. The, um, you just brought up a couple things that make a lot of sense to me. I wrote down map quest. You have to have a map quest to like, if you're going to leave the house and if I'm going to go to Orlando right now, I got to know how to get there. First of all, I need to know that I'm going to Orlando. So make a decision where you want to go. And it might not be crystal clear. I might know I want to go to Florida, at least have an idea of where you want to go and it'll start coming into clarity as you start working towards that goal and you'll start realizing what you really want. So make a decision what you really want. Like what have you always wanted? Not what you want like this afternoon. What have you always wanted? And like Brian knew what I wanted. So when he gave me a challenge of, do you want to make $50,000 a month? This is how you're going to do it. And he gave me a specific challenge because he knew what I wanted. So first of all, decide what you want. What do you really, really want? I think that's like a Spice Girls song. But what do you really, really want? And make a decision that no matter what it takes to hit it, you're going to hit it. You're going to accomplish it. You and your family are going to be wherever it is that you decided that you wanted to be. And then if I were coaching you directly on what's the first couple things I would do as you get started in your proven business, uh, I'm going to burst your bubble and tell you you're going to have to communicate with people. This is a people business. Yeah, it's a product that you drink, but it's a people business. We're going to communicate to people. When I got started, I reached out to people. I called them on the telephone. I remember calling James Rice and said, hey, or I texted him first. Same text Brian sent me and said, hey, what do you know about ketones or ketosis? I have my hands on something cool. My friend James goes, what is it? And I said, it, instead of doing the keto diet, it's a drink. You got to try it. It's going to be huge. I didn't say, hey, you're going to feel good. I said, it's going to be huge. And I had never done anything like this before. I never drank a product like this before. And James said, I know enough about the keto diet. If somebody's figured out how to put it in a drink, I'm interested. So I was having a business conversation with him. I just hit him and said, look, do this with me. And then when we got on the telephone, I said, I've known you long enough to know you're one of the fittest 50-year-old men I know. I'd be crazy if I didn't call you first. So I, I called people and told them why I was calling them. When I talked to a friend of mine who was a mom, I said, look, ketones are amazing for women. They're amazing for moms. I'd be a fool not to call you first because you know more moms and women in San Diego than anyone I know. So look, I, I don't know if you're open. I don't know if you're looking. I don't know if you got piles of cash stacked up and you don't need any extra income or you don't want to help any people. But here's what I do know. Ketones are awesome. No one you know has anybody. I got to show this to you. At least watch a couple of videos, try some samples and tell me if it talks to you. You know, so many people that would have their lives changed if we could get the product in their hands. Let's connect. I got to show this to you. So short answer, pick up the phone. Whether it's a text, if you're scared to call somebody on the telephone, voice memo them. I'm a huge fan of just cutting your phone, turning your phone on and making a quick video. Send somebody a video that's 30 seconds long and tell them why you're messaging them. So I, I think the biggest, the biggest differentiator between somebody that has success in what we're doing and somebody who just flounders 
or just doesn't find the success they're looking for is they don't take the action. It isn't because they don't have the audience. They don't have the friendship. They don't have the network. You know, energy gets energy. Positive energy gets positive people. Negative weak sauce energy gets negative weak sauce people because birds of a feather flock together. So be the person you want to go find in the market. Have energy, have enthusiasm, have belief. Pick up the phone and call people, text people, message people. I'm a big fan of social media, but I think social media is sort of like throwing a, like putting a worm on a hook, throwing it in the water and sitting there and waiting for somebody to swim by it. So yeah, do that. Put your worm on your hook, throw it in the water, put a post up on social media and say, hey, y'all, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever drank ketones or not, or I don't know if you've ever been in ketosis or not, but homegirls down five pounds in the first 10 days, this shit is fire. You got to check this out. Have you tried this stuff yet? Post or whatever works for you. Man, if I didn't have my ketones, I'd have done killed all my kids. You got to try this stuff. Post. So put a post up, but then go jump in the water and swim after the fish. Pick up the telephone and call somebody and say, hey, I don't know if you've seen any of my Facebook posts yet or if you've tried these ketones yet, but I got to get you some of these. You're going to freaking die. Nobody in Milwaukee's doing this shit. You got to do this with me. Have you heard of this? Has it made its way to Milwaukee yet? You know, that kind of language and the attitude that not only are you going to go get customers, but you want to go elicit other people to do the business with you. You want to build a team. You want to build a community. Look, the Boy Scouts wouldn't be the Boy Scouts if people didn't say, hey, I want to lead a troop here in my town. Does that make sense? It isn't just one person doing it all. It's a community of people deciding, hey, I want to go share this with you. So part of that is deciding what you want, putting a plan together that fits the goals that you have, and then getting a mentor and a coach to guide you, shepherd you, and push you to those goals and hold you accountable to them. Right. No, and I think that's important. You know, when you're talking about, I mean, I think one of the things that's a lost art um, is uh, talking, actually talking to people, (laughs) having a conversation. Um, and you know, there is, there is a uh, social media is this big, you got to understand social media is a plan is a platform to connect, be efficient, effective. Um, it's a great way to create attraction. It's a great way to also, uh, show who you are. And, um, you know, I yeah. think, I think today people want to know who they're in business with as much as the business that they're in. And so I would say that social media should be a staple for your life because it is your business call card. It's your calling card today. If I met Michael Rutherford and he called me or I met him at the supermarket or I met him at a baby birthing class, how he met Dustin Schaefer, um, the first thing I'd probably do when I got home is like look at his Instagram or look at his Facebook because uh, it tells me a little bit about him. So if I go to that and it's blank or it's inconsistent with his excitement and energy level, um, you know, it, it might it might not be an attraction because I'm going to tell you right now, and you said something that I think makes a big difference, not only in the time that we're in today when we're in a, a, a place that we're on the brink of an economic recession, we have disruption around the world, we have uncertainty that um, people need to be led. And so a lot of people, they they look at this business. You don't look at this business as a sales business. There is a sales component. You can create transactions and make money because we have a great product. Um, and our product is revolutionary. I know that that's, that sounds cliche, but it's the truth. Um, however, if you want to build a business out of it and any business that you want to build successfully, it is going to be based around your leadership. And so one of the recommendations I would make is what you just said, Michael, is like you got to look at people and you got to remember that 
the level someone builds something in their life is going to be in direct proportion to their belief. And if they don't believe in the product, they're not going to go have a conversation about it. They're not going to share it with others. If they don't believe in the business model, they won't pursue it aggressively. Um, and they definitely won't lead people through it. And if they don't believe in the company, they won't do the company or they won't be a part of the company. They won't take ownership of the company and the brand. From my perspective, I want everyone to take ownership of our company and our brand, right? That is our priority is the people. And people have to get crazily excited about the business model that we are, we are, we are working from. Community-based marketing. It is a platform that gives you everything that you need, right? And it can even give you more of what you want because it's a, it's a business platform, home-based business to where during a crisis like this, um, you can continue to work. You can continue to pursue greatness. You can continue to move with inspired action towards your goals. And it's a business model that can grow during a booming economy and thrive during a, uh, an economic recession. And so I always say this, that our business platform gives you the ability to grow. It gives you the, the ability of certainty that you can achieve what you set out to achieve. It gives you the ability um, to contribute, which by, also is, is, is lost a lot. Um, yeah. You know, 90% of people, they thrive just to contribute. Contribute is in direct proportion to the happiness that we grow into. Like people get happy when they can contribute to something bigger than they are. That's why it's so important for people to plug into our community um, and realize that they have a place that they are seen, they're needed and known. And then finally, I think that um, people have a huge need for love and connection. And when you can even have different temperaments, talents, and convictions, but you're going towards the same vision and mission, you have a level of connection that even goes deeper uh, than what you realize and that forges an incredible relationship. And so my point being with all that said is something you triggered on is you have to lead people into this. Don't try to sell them because if, they, if they've never made a million dollars or they've never made $10,000 in a home-based business, they probably don't believe that they can. So at some point when you get fired up and you believe at a high level, you have to jump in the water like Michael said and you have to go say, hey, listen, Michael, trust me, I got you, right? Let's lock arms. I will lead you through this process. We're going to make money together. People want to follow someone that's certain in the direction that they're going. And that's something, Michael, that I know that you were, especially early on, um, you know, and so like, I, I guess like right now, if someone was getting started, what is it that you would tell them to do immediately to get them started in their path of building momentum towards their belief? Good question. A, a, a couple things, create results. So two things came to mind, plug in and create results. Like the best thing that the best thing that I did for myself is I smashed the product. I didn't eat a carb for 30 days. Brian couldn't have paid me to eat a dessert. I wouldn't eat a brownie for 10 grand. Like I took the product experience incredibly serious. I wish I took it that seriously this afternoon. But uh, in the very beginning, I took it really seriously because I knew I could create results for myself and those results would speak for themselves. I did that with the product and I did it with the business. I wasn't going to let somebody tell me it wasn't going to work because I was going to go, look, it already worked. What do you mean it's not going to work? So I would say get results. Like don't take it casually, get really focused and get a result and plug in while you're building your results. Because if you're just out by yourself jogging, you don't know if you're jogging fast, jogging slow. But if you're jogging next to somebody else who's jogging faster, you realize you're not jogging that fast. 
So if you plug into the community, you might be a day in, but somebody who's a weekend just made a thousand bucks. You're like, oh, dang, she's only seven days ahead of me. She already made a G. In seven days, I could make a grand. If somebody else in the conversation or at the meeting or on the Zoom that you're on just made five grand, they've been in a month or two or three. You're like, dang, they've only got a month or 45 days on me. And in 45 days, I can make three or four or five grand. Are you kidding me? And then somebody else is on the Zoom that's been in six months and has already clipped 100 grand. I'm using these as loose examples. Then the person who's a day, a week, or a month in is like, oh man, that's where I could be. So if you plug into the community and you're around and you're working with people that are doing it and have done it, then the example is fresh in your mind while you build your story. So short answer again, build your story. Get quick, immediate wins that you can build, that you can share and be feel good about, but you can stack on. That might be a product win, an income win, a team sign-up win. It'll probably be all of them because those will be the foundation that you build. Uh-oh. Those will be the foundation that you build that you tell forever. I mean, I'm telling five years later my first 30-day story. Why? Because I'm just challenging people to do what I did in the first 30 days and they'll get a version of what I got. And, you know, I think that's uber powerful because if people get off, like if they get off to a good start in racing, they call it getting the whole shot, the first one through the gates. If they get off to a good start, then their belief is already good. If they get off to a slow start, then they've got to overcome a lag of belief. So if you start off strong and you start off with, you know, good results and a good experience, you can parlay that much better and you'll have way more people that are, they don't have to ask you if it works. They'll know that it worked. So hopefully that makes sense. No, it does for sure. I'm going to ask you one last question before we go um, is let me ask you a question. What, uh, what is part of this business that you believe is one of your biggest weaknesses? My what's one of what part of the business is one of my biggest weaknesses. Yeah. I work for myself. <laughs> so most, most of us are used to having a boss and we're used to told when we got to wake up, what we wear, where we go, when we get there. Uh, some of us still wake up with nightmares occasionally that you're late for your job or you're late for your restaurant job. Uh, one of the, one of the opportunities for growth, I would say to put a positive spin on that question is we work for ourselves. Nobody was at my door today going, Hey, you haven't woke up yet. Hey, you haven't clocked in yet. Hey, you haven't started, you know, my business doesn't have a physical office that I have to put a sign in front of to say it's open. But if I own Whole Foods, I can't just roll into Whole Foods at any time I want and open the door and turn on the lights. People would be lined around the door counting on it. So we work for ourselves. That's the upside. It's also potentially the downside if we're not sticking to and committed to our DMOs, sticking to our daily method of operation and opportunity to make sure that our business is open, that it is, uh, we're running it like a business. We're not running it like a hobby because the doors are open or closed based on when you open or close them, not based on, you know, a traditional job where you have to go in somewhere or something like that. So you have the freedom of flexibility to do what you want. You also have the freedom of flexibility to do what you want. So we better, we better run it that way, you know? Right. No, for sure. So what are you doing um, right now to get better at your weaknesses? And the reason I'm saying that is because, listen, Michael has achieved uh, an enormous amount of success. He's made multiple seven figures um, over the course uh, since we started the ketone conversation and prove it. Um, but I think that, you know, when you take a look at Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's goal was to dominate, to dominate the sport. And in order to do that, he had to master himself. So 
you know, he started off in the league and became the leading scorer. And then people said, well, you know, Michael, you can't play defense. So for two seasons, all he focused on was defense. And the third season, he not only maintained staying the highest scorer in the league, but he became the defensive player of the league, um, the most valuable defensive player of the league. So my point being is that um, sometimes you have to double down on your strengths and everyone has different strengths. If someone's starting off, you might have influence in the marketplace. You might not. It might be something that you have to build skill sets in order to increase your level of influence. Um, you know, some people have great strengths with attraction and prospecting and recruiting. Um, others, you know, might have uh, okay strengths there, but they might be a great team builder and moving teams of people to action. Uh, but today in today's marketplace to achieve at a high, high level, I think you have to do all of the things. And so uh, the reason I'm asking Michael is again, for relatability, I want you all to understand, even though that he's, he's made millions, he doesn't stop because if you stop, then that's the point of when you become miserable. That's the point when, you know, I know everyone thinks that I was listening to Gary B the other day and he said, listen, my goal is to buy the Jets in 20, 23 years. He said, but when I buy them, I probably won't be as happy as I am now because it's the trying to buy them. It's the pursuit. It's the progress that I love. That's what I find joy in is like, how far can I take it? How good can I get? How far can I grow? So again, Michael, what are you doing to like close the gaps on what you think is some of your weakest attributes? The, uh, as you were saying that a quote popped into my head. Oh, um, you know, that is. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Jimi Hendrix said, having it all isn't as fun as pursuing it all. Um, what am I doing to close the gap schedule? I have got to be on a schedule. I have to time block what I'm doing, but my whole day today is time block. So Keisha and I, we're both, we work from home. We have four kids. We have a crazy hectic life and we're quarantined just like you guys are. So from the minute we got up at 7am, I got up at 6:59. my entire day, all the way to bedtime is for the most part time block. Now there are some time blocks in there that are freestyle that are, you know, do different stuff, but I have a, you know, a couple time blocks where my phone's down, where I've got to do things for my kids that are super focused. I, I have two and a half hours right now, time block, zoom, 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 this zoom with Brian. Um, and then I have another zoom that started five minutes ago. So I'll get on that one in a moment as soon as it's done. And then I have an hour with my kids. We're having lunch and doing a couple things. And I have two more zooms right after that. So I traditionally not that organized of a person. I don't like to operate my entire day off of a schedule. I like to freestyle. Right now, I'm really, it's forcing me in a good way. The opportunity for growth here for me is to actually have intent for my day the night before my day. So last night before we went to bed, Keisha and I go, what's your outcome for tomorrow? I asked her what her outcome for tomorrow was today. And then we woke up this morning, like she had a Peloton ride at nine. So at nine, that was what her goal was. I said, well, I have my Zoom with Brian at 10. So our entire day has got way more structure to it and way more intent and outcome before the day starts than I've ever had. So the opportunity for me right now is to maintain that even when we have the flexibility to leave our houses whenever that comes. So, and that's real. That never goes away. You think, you think when you build a big check and you make a lot of money and you have all this flexibility that you have quote unquote more flexibility. Yeah, that's true. We also have more responsibility. That makes sense. When you have this huge team, you have to, there's a lot that comes into it. There's a lot of people counting on you to show up. So I think the beauty is we get to, we get to choose where we invest our time 
And at a time like this, it's really forcing us to look inward and see what's important to us to make sure that you take care of what's taking care of you and that we schedule in time and we're intentional with our time. I'm very much in my past reactionary schedule wise. And right now I'm getting way better at that. A lot of room for growth still, but getting better at that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on. Um, listen, these, uh, these playbook podcasts, we're going to keep bringing them to you. Listen, leave a review. It's very important. Leave a review um, uh, for Michael. Also, please rate these. Uh, we're going to keep bringing them to you. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, Mike's, Michael, uh, hopefully you'll come back and maybe we can talk about a couple other things that uh, one of the things I'd love for you to talk about next time is maybe uh, the importance of building into an impending event like recruit to invite versus uh, inviting to recruit people. Uh, for sure. Very, very important. So I uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. See you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Prove It's Playbook podcast. If you enjoy better and want to learn more about championing the ketone conversation, join us next week for more tips, hacks, and game plans. We're putting you in, coach.